Hello, hello. We are back here on Red, White, and Brown on DC.Live. It's Mira and Michael. And man, have we had a great week and have we missed you. We've been spending all of our week, you know, watching some great TV shows that we're going to get ready to review for you guys. Mira, how's it going on your end? It was it was a busy week and it is also a busy week because it's Diwali. This weekend oh, is Diwali, guys. Diwali is on Monday um, and uh, it's crazy. It was Danteris yesterday and, you know, everybody's dressing up. Everybody's going to the temple. I went out and checked out a market. I bought really pretty diaz. And of course, you know, the puja is going to happen on Monday as well for Diwali. So this is Diwali season and everybody seems to be in a good mood. But what we got for you this week is two series and a movie. And the first series that we're going to review is Four More Shots, Please. Season three, we have reviewed season one and season two for you before. Now we will review season three. And we will also review Tripling Season 3. We had not reviewed Season 1 and Season 2, but Season 3 is what we're going to review. That is streaming on C5. And we will review this Telugu movie called Ammu, which is streaming on Prime Video again. So, who's going to start? Michael, how about you? Four more shots, please. Yeah, I'd love to talk a little bit about Four More Shots. So, Four More Shots is a series that, if any of you guys have watched you know the american uh, television series sex in the city um you'll you'll have a very similar vibe slash take uh when watching former shots please so former shots is uh ensemble class of four women where three of them don't really have stable jobs um but they wear their designer clothes they copious amounts of alcohol every night they're just they're just going out they're exploring the city just like you would see um in the tv show and at the same time the characters kind of have like these shallow lives, right? You know, they spend the day, you know, kind of just filling their time with whatever, maybe prepping for the weekend by shopping for clothes, getting a new outfit ready. Weekend comes, maybe it's even a Thursday, and they just plan for a weekend of events, you know, hopefully to, to maybe find, you know, some love interests in their lives um, and whatnot. And this takes place in Mumbai. Um, for me, that I'm not as familiar with some of these cities, I take Mumbai to be one of the big cities where it's pretty common to go out. Mara, is that correct? That's absolutely correct. And this is what people do. You know, you go, go to work, go out. But for some reason, three of these women do not have stable jobs, and one of them is a lawyer. So we've been, I've been following the story from season one, and season one was, you know, an introductory to their life. They always meet at this bar called Truck Bar, which is run by Pratik Babur, uh, who's called Jay in the series. And Jay in the first season had liked um, this character um, uh, amongst the four girls. And then, you know, in the second season, they decide they're going to go out. And then she breaks up with him because she dates another person. And then she gets pregnant with that other person. And over here in the third season, she's, ha uh, she's had a miscarriage and she's back with Jay. So, uh, so Sayani Gupta's character Damini is the character that is together with Jay, and she and they have this relationship where she's pushing buttons, but she's not getting intimate with him, and that's kind of frustrating. Jay, character of um, of um, um, uh, what's her name, Anjana. Anjana is played by Kriti Kulhari, who has a very complicated relationship with her ex-husband. Her ex-husband has moved on, married again, and has a kid with the other lady. But they uh, they kind of get into a spot once and they kiss. 
and the new wife comes to know that he's kissed his ex-wife so she throws him out of the house and he comes and lives with her and their kid so she starts dreaming of getting back with her ex-husband only to have the wife come back and take him away so there's a big heartbreak in 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 the end um then of course this bami g who plays uh, umang who is bisexual by the way but um she keeps her life under shadows in the last um, season, we saw that she liked this uh, film star called, um, I'm forgetting the name of the film star, uh, but she was played by Lisa Ray. And she's in love with Lisa Ray, but Lisa Ray being the, being the actress just pulls all the shots for the relationship. So she actually runs away from the altar thinking that Lisa Ray was going to control her life if she ends up marrying Lisa. So she's broken up with Lisa and she's trying to move on and she has a fling here, a fling there. And then she decides that she can even sleep with a guy and the guy is her yoga instructor, Tim <laughs> Sarab. So this entire series is really full of these women, their relationships, their work life a little bit, but mostly, you know, the promiscuity of their lives in the relationships that they have. Now, Domini, as I said, she's dating this um, uh, bar owner, Jay. She she pushes him. She, as Jay says, bulldozes him into moving in with her. And the moment he moves in with her, she ends up having an affair with a one-night stand with her client, who's played by Rohan Mera, very suave Rohan Mera. He's a politician. He's trying to, you know, revamp dirty politics. And she falls for him and they end up having one night stand. And she actually ends up telling Jay about it and they break up again. So there's this heartbreak. Um, uh, on the other hand, the fourth character, and that character kind of, we start the entire season with having a lot of empathy for this character. And this is the character played by uh, Manvi Gagru. And this character is called Siddhi. She loses her screen father and her mother is really pretty and young. Uh, and her mother is played by Simone Singh. She plays uh, the mother, and a mother, and she, you know, they're, they're trying to deal with a lot of um, loss. And while de dealing with the loss, there are family friends that want to come and you know be be latching on on them, or there are people that approach them um, to to have them invest their money somewhere. Luckily, the fathers left them enough money for 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 them to survive. But, uh, you know, they're dealing with all this harassment, uh, the mother and daughter, while, you know, they're trying to get over the loss of the father. And at that point in time, she starts going for a financial literacy class, the mother, and she meets somebody over there. And they strike up a good friendship. And Manvi's character, Siddhi, just doesn't understand. She thinks her mother is going to get duped by this guy as well, because they've had this experience. So she gets a little protective. And in this entire process of getting protective of her mother, she actually becomes a very nasty person. She, 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 this is her friends as well, but they understand her. So they stand by her, but she's literally very nasty most of the season. And then she finally realizes how nasty she's been and she apologizes, but you know, uh, relationships are not about people getting together. Relationships are uh, is about people getting comfortable. I thought I liked that end uh, to the series, but you know, apart from that, the story, story doesn't move any further. Um, it's it's just like Sex and the City where, you know, you get to see amazing clothes. They never repeat clothes. You get to see them in, in bars and parties. And 
but but what you see is this kinship between these four women that stand for each other somewhat may even if one of them is dissed wrong nasty the other three come back and and support the person so um i think um if you game this weekend this is a breezy show to watch uh, it's called Formal Shots, please. And this is season three, and it's streaming on Prime Video. How's it going? My name is Rishi Kota. You are listening to me on Daisy's.live. I'm on Red, White, and Brown. Let's see by Daisy's.live, Mira and Michael. We just got done reviewing a little series on Amazon Prime for more shots, please. But now we're going to transition into another series. That's right. We are jam packed with series this week. And we're going to be talking about triplings. So, M, I heard you got to see this a little bit. And this is season three. Have you seen the other couple of seasons? Where does it pick off? I haven't, actually. I have not seen the other two seasons, but I read about them because I was going to interview Manvi Gagru, who plays um, a Chandan in the series. And I had a chat with her. So just before that, I'd gone over the reviews of season one and season two. So... You know, as other TVF stories, um, uh, TVF stands for the Viral Factory. It's a company that produces really nice shows. Um, and and um, in, in, in conjunction with what, what they produce, Tripling is a slice of life story. It's a story of a family where the three brothers and sisters, every time there's a problem in the family or around them, they just get together and solve it. So the oldest brother... Um, is played by Sumit Vyas, and um, his name is Chandan. And then the middle, uh, in the middle is is uh, is um, the sister, played by Manvi Gagru. Her name is, um, is is Chanchal. And the youngest is played by Amol Parashar, and his name is Chitwan. And three of them are grown up, and they have their own lives, and they live separately. Yet they kind of whenever whenever the family's in trouble, they get together and resolve the problem as a unit. So they're very close to each other. They stand for each other, even though they don't meet very often. Uh, so in this um, season, this season is five episodes of around 25, 30 minutes each, which really makes it bingeable. So it, it, just, it just gets done in a breeze. Uh, in this season, um, the season starts with uh, a phone call being received uh, by, by, by Chitwan with, basically telling telling him, uh, hey, uh, come back home, there's an issue. And they reach home only to find that the parents have decided to separate. And now these people need to get together and get their parents together. So uh, they struggle with trying to, trying to, you know, get the parents to understand each other. And the parents are obstinate. They're like, you know, we don't want to stay. We just want to separate. I want to go do some things in life that I haven't done. And he wants to do things in life he hasn't done. And we're just fine with it. And the children are heartbroken because they try a lot of tactics in getting the parents to talk to each other. So they're selling the house, they're wrapping up everything, and they're literally leaving both parents in separate directions. So the three get together and after a 30, 35 years marriage, they don't know how to keep the parents together. So that's what they resolve in these five episodes uh, where the older brother who's a writer is trying his best to, uh, to, 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 to drive sense into his parents and getting them counseling and everything else, while the youngest is trying to play the emotional game. 
And the, the sister is a more um, balanced one and she and her husband are there and they're just trying to see how they can bridge the gap between the parents. Um, I thought it was, it was a very fresh take in the relationship between parents and children. Um, so there's, there's this entire scene where the younger one says, how dare you do this to us? How are you breaking our family? He asks his parents and his parents are like, we didn't ask you when, when you wanted to drop out of school. We didn't ask you why. We gave you wings. Uh, the older one wanted to do several things in life, whatever he wanted to do. We didn't ask you. We gave you wings. We let you do what you wanted to do. And we even equipped you and edged you on. And the sister goes and marries somebody in the middle of the desert, and we didn't ask her questions. In fact, we just got there and supported you. What's preventing you children from supporting our dreams? Why do we have to be the parents? Why do we have to tie, be tied down to each other just because you are expecting us to? We can still be a family even if your parents aren't married. So they show this entire lovely relationship between the parents where, you know, they'd already separated 30 years ago. They, the marriage wasn't go, going well. They separated, but they didn't tell the children. And they stayed together so that the children are comfortable till they kind of figured out that now's the time for us to go travel or do our things. Um, so the father wants to go take his bike for a, for a boy's ride. And the mother wants to travel and do her stuff. And they decided they're going to tell the children that, hey, we're separating. And, you know, we're, we're here. So this, this is experimental, yet it was really well written, um, where the, you know, you see the, the children understand the perspective uh, of letting go, and then the children become the parents. They actually enable the parents to go live their lives. So I thought it was a really nice take on the relationship of what we expect to offer parents and how how enchained our parents might feel because of what we expect of them, whereas it's not a reciprocal relationship, right? Where, where they give us wings, we need to enable them to lead their lives too and be more than just parents, have be individuals. So um, it, was, it was actually a good take. I liked it. I liked the series. Uh, the performances actually held it together. The performances are fabulous, especially I have to say the performance of uh, of Amol Parashar, oh gosh, I loved the guy. Absolutely loved it. It's funny, quirky in parts. It's emotional, but it's a very well done series. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting take on you know divorce in general too. A lot of what we see today is in film media is a lot of you know divorces where like the family's still pretty young, so the kids are still kind of um, young, and we also see like nasty versions of divorce as well. But we don't often see just like when a relationship dies out or when a relationship is just not really um, allowing both partners to kind of be a more, you know, fuller self, especially if the children are already grown, you know, out of the house, everything like that. And so I think- uh, I thought it was a wonderful take on divorce, especially when, you know, when they're parting, the husband and wife, they actually tell each other, okay, you know, you do your thing, let's meet somewhere in between, let's not tell, tell they're still great friends. Yeah. But they, they're just not in a relationship. So they tell yeah. each other, we'll meet somewhere and, you know, we'll hang out. But let's not tell the children. Yeah. So, so I thought it was a great take um, on, on relationships. It was, it was a fresh take on relationships. Yeah, couldn't agree more.
guys this is manvi gagru and you're listening to me on desis.live i'm here to talk about my show tripling season 3 which releases on october 21st only on z5 global Welcome back. We just got done reviewing two great series, and we're here to give you a little movie that we didn't review last week. This is Red, White, and Brown. This is our live Red, White, and Brown with Mira and Michael. So we gave you an absolute banger of a lineup. We gave you two great series、um, to go home and you know start watching now, see if you like it or not. And also, by the way, we also love to hear feedback from our fans. So when we tell you to go watch these. Let us know what you think on our Twitter, our Instagram, Daisy's Live Gram on Instagram, Daisy's Live on Twitter, as well as at our website, Daisy's Live. We love to hear any feedback from you guys. In fact, we have people that go in, watch the series, and, you know, listen to the show, and then give their feedback every week. So go become one of our most loyal fans. We will always、um, reply and cherish your comments. But with that, we are moving on to our final review. This is Amu. So Amu came out on Amazon Prime. Was it last week, Em? I don't think. Yes, that's right. It was last week. week. We had a full, we full slate last week. Yeah, yeah. we didn't review it last week. Yeah, we're here to give it to you today. So、uh, we have. We're here today. Let's give you Amu. Em, what did you think of this movie? So this movie stars Ishwarya Lakshmi,、mm-hmm. and this is a story of this newlywed girl, and she has this amazing fairy tale view of marriage, like you know most girls do. They they read a lot of romantic and watch a lot of romantic movies, and they think marriage is romance. But her dreams come crashing down one by one when her husband, who is a police inspector, is played by Navin Chandra. His name is Ravi, and he starts physically abusing her gradually. And this entire movie is about how Amu gets out of this abusive relationship.、Um, the this movie is written and directed by Charuke Shaker, and it's it's actually a very simple and straightforward plot. And the theme is divorce, domestic abuse, but it is gradually this unravels gradually.、Um, so in when, when the movie starts, it takes some time to get used to. You know their their lives and the characters are introduced, but nothing new happens. And you know where it's headed, but the real drama really starts、uh, then, kind of becoming more more、uh, relevant. And the performances and authenticity uh, authentic, uh, authenticity uh, do make a very gripping、um, narrative possible, and the actors are amazing. But it is a slow movie. I mean, it moves at a It, the entire physical abuse unravels at a very snail snail pace, and you're always on the edge because it's so slow. You're always on the edge to really you need patience to figure out what's going to happen next.、Um, but the 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 drama and the tension increases progressively, and then it holds the narrative together.、Uh, he actually the director did capture very small moments and expressions and creates a sense of fear. You really feel for the girl. You really feel for the character, but you also fear for her because the way the abuse is shown really hits you.、Um, the story takes a diversion briefly in the second half when、um, a new character is introduced, but some time is given to flash out、um, the entire world, and, and it kind of deviates from the core drama for a bit. But then it also creates a pressure on the core drama. So I guess、um, Amu. 
does offer a very predictable premise, um, but makes up with a lot of engaging performances and a very gripping narrative. Um, this movie is, of course, um, Ashwarya Lakshmi, you have to say, she comes up with an excellent restraint act. There is so much frustration and pain and fear that she internalizes in her character. And it's, and because of the snail's pace of the rest of the movie, uh, she's able to show the canvas of the, the breadth of her, of her expertise in, in, in intensity. And she doesn't go overboard at any point in time. Uh, the one-on-one -on -one character uh, conversations with different characters are really good because what they highlight is a subtle change in the woman. It's subtle change because of her circumstances, but also subtle change in her resolve to get out of it. Um, so I, th I thought it was one of her best movies. And same holds true for the abuser, Naveen Chandra. Um, it's, you know, sometimes you feel this guy's born to play this role because he is, he really fits the, uh, for the narrative, he's got this, you know, thick mustache, but he's clean shaven. But the intensity that he has lent to his character is actually pretty good. Um, I thought the movie was well done. Um, the uh, the music uh, is there's nothing to write home about, but it works well with the narrative. The background score complements the narrative as well. And at times, it just elevates the proceedings quite a lot. It is a low budget movie, but um, I guess it looks like a it looks like a quality product. The technical team just deserves the cinematography is really good. The editing is really good. But what really hit me was despite the fact that the movie moves slowly, the actors get a huge canvas and they really utilize the canvas to the best because uh, the narrative, the slower the narrative goes, the more gripping you fear for the girl more. So um, I thought, I thought it was a, uh, it was a well-paced um, movie. Um, uh, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and we would recommend that you watch it because it does deal with a very uh, relevant concept and uh, it also deals with the entire process of her coming out of it. Uh, I'm Vikrant Massey and you're listening to me on DC's Life. And we are back on Red, White, and Brown, brought to you by Daisy's Live on Radio Sydney, 1550 AM. Mira Michael here. And, you know, Mira, today was actually kind of a big day in the world of sporting. Um, even I myself knew about this game, you know, the days leading up, even weeks leading up. Today was the cricket match between India versus Pakistan. And at, at, at Melbourne. And exactly. yes, you know, it was super exciting to wake up to the news that India had won the match against Pakistan. I just show, saw the highlights a little later and oh my God, what a performance by Virat Kohli. I think the whole world is going to... It's so funny how fans and anti-fans work. If Virat Kohli is performing, his wife Anushka Sharma is goddess. The moment the guy's not in form in his cricket career, his wife, who's an actress, gets trolled. She gets trolled, and she gets trolled really badly. It's shameful for these fans. I mean, how can you, how can you, how can you just troll her for her husband's performance? It's like she has a bad movie and you start trolling her cricketer husband because she had a bad movie. 
So um, I don't know how this works with fans and anti fans, but you know what we got to say was the match was amazing. We absolutely loved it, and um, uh, Virat Kohli really took it took it home. So that was great. The other thing that I really want to talk about is uh, is of course our favorite Jin uh, from BTS. You know he's. Uh, uh, the entire band BTS is gonna take up military uh, assignments and the, the, the mandatory military assignments in Korea, South Korea. Uh, they're gonna take up these assignments end of the month and they're gone for 18 months. So BTS as a band is gonna be on a sabbatical for 18 months. They will probably come back after that. Um, yeah, but they're all going that, off. Yeah, I was just gonna insert real quick, you know, for those of you that don't know, Daisy's not like, also has coverage um, on Korean uh, film and series, as well as music um, as well. Make sure to check those out. We just started, I think we just put our first one out last week. Is that right? That's right. It is a series called Dorama, and uh, we have Jessica Lee on that series. She reviews Korean shows and Korean movies, Chinese shows and Chinese movies as well, and Japanese shows and Japanese movies as well. Yep. So feel free to log into Live. The shows are available on our website, but also on our social. Uh, but coming back to BTS, you know, he's releasing a, a song called The Astronaut. Uh, this song is going to be released. It's apparently a collaboration with Coldplay, and I just can't wait for this song. I absolutely love BTS, don't you? Yeah, you know, BTS has always been, you know, if there's one thing about K-pop that I've always heard about, it's BTS, right? And, you know, when I was in, like, high school and stuff, you know, I didn't hear much about it. But coming out to the Bay Area is when I really started to hear, you know, BTS all over. You know, it doesn't really matter, you know, what background you come from. You'll hear BTS um, if you're out here. And they have one of the most loyal fan bases I've ever seen. So, Oh, my God, uh, BTS Army. Remember, remember when the protests were going on during the pandemic, the BTS Army actually raised a million dollars for Black Lives Matter. So yeah. they are a very strong fan base. BTS Army is definitely one of the strongest armies in the world. Talking about fans, uh, I just want to also remind you and tell you that Salman Rushdie is definitely on his uh, road to recovery after he got hit by a fan. Uh, by an anti-fan uh, on the stage, uh, but he has lost the use of one of his eyes. He's lost uh, nerves in one of his arms, and he's got. He's, he was brutally hurt by this man. Um, so we hope that he does recover. But losing an eye to a fan attack, guys, I don't know, anti-fan attack, not a fan attack, but an anti-fan attack. It's uh, it's horrible. Uh, having said that, I think that's it for from us today, this week. Yeah, I mean, that's it for us. This was Stacey's Dial Live, uh, Red, White, and Brown, Mira and Michael, and we are signing off. Hi, this is Bobby Bjorn, and you're watching me on Stacey's Dot Live.